The Course of Happiness by Louise Erdrich from Part 2 of the New Yorker magazine, June 8th and 15th, 2015. As a Midwesterner, of course, I first think of the good that I could do using time travel, vaccinating indigenous people against old-world diseases, sticking my foot out by a cliff on a Volkswanderung with young Hitler. I imagine tipping off the Archduke or the Memphis police in 1968, or... But it is just too much. My task instead will be to time ricochet into the most enjoyable experiences I can imagine. Can I change gender? Going back in time as a woman presents so many issues. Chattelization, corsets, hygiene. All right, I am a man, a charismatic one, and by God I'm loaded for bear. I am traveling into the North American wilderness with a case of single malt scotch and a youthful filly by my side. She tosses her head as I mount her and nickers softly as we lope on together in our magic bubble, first traveling alongside George Catlin to meet the arresting Mandan, Hidatsa, and Arakara people, but spreading no germs, then seeing every gorgeous mountain and tree that John Muir saw, only without the physical effort toward the danger. At last we find the Chumash people, who direct us to a spot called Humaliwo, the place of loud surf, sounds like Malibu, and we arrive at a series of glorious beaches. I paddle out to a luxury ocean liner and steam over to Tahiti. There I turn back into a woman, the most beautiful Tahitian woman of them all, and spurn that ugly French painter crawling in the sand in favor of a calm lover who will tend me, feed me fresh fish and coconut milk, and not get me pregnant. Now, by some act of grace, I am in a balcony seat in Gray's Inn, circa 1594, watching one of the first performances of the Comedy of Errors, not because it is my favorite play, but because I love to see the audience react to the Dromios. Traveling next in fiction, I'll be walking by the gate when Charles Bovary courts Emma, that lovely portrait, the raindrops tapping on her parasol. But then, suddenly, I realize that I will have to knock that blue-glass bottle of arsenic from her hand and save her, as I'd save all intensely memorable and sexually adventurous women in literature who end up violently slain by their author. Hold on, Anna, I've got a letter from Vronsky. Perhaps I could forestall the need to sacrifice lustful female characters by swirling back to Ephesus around 57 AD, just before Pentecost, finding Paul, and adding words to a letter to the Corinthians before it is sealed. If they do not have self-control, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. But if thou...